And this is the Skinhead Bunker. That was our power punk track, English Dogs with Left Me For Dead. Right, the next one uh, is a band that, where I'm from in South London, they they were like a legendary phenomenon. Nobody even knew the fuck they were. They just saw this graffiti start to appear everywhere. It seemed to stem from Croydon and it sort of spread out. I mean, you used to see it everywhere. Um, nobody knew the fuck they were, but... After a while, you started to hear rumours, you started to hear about this band that had been put together with shit-hot musicians, all, all from other bands. And 
this band were going to be, I mean, an absolute phenomenal band. They were, in their time, they were reputed to be the best live band ever. I mean, they were just energy and brilliant musicians. Now, they in their short time, they did everything. John Peel session, they played all the top venues, and in the blink of an eye, they were gone. They didn't really do a lot recording-wise. Um, they did a very famous EP, and this track I'm going to play is from that EP called Weep From The Chaff, and this is Smiling My Life Away. And the band is Case. <laughs>
fucking good that song was. What a good band they were. Uh, I can remember, I mean, back in the day, before we had the internet and all that stuff, I used to get all my information from music papers. You know, I think we all did. Uh, Melody Maker, NME, Sounds, and it was Sounds that I really trusted. Um, love Him or Hating, Gary Bushel, um, he, he just, to me, his taste in music, if he, said a, if he said a band or a song was good, record was good, chances were I would like it. You know, and not everything, but most of the time, other writers they'd they'd write about and rave about a record, and I'd go and get it and think, what a fucking pile of shit that is. But Bushel used to be pretty much on the mark, and Case was one of them bands. They appeared in sounds, and you started to learn about them, and and then they were gone. Anyway, up till now, um, in in my previous two uh, podcasts, I've been a bit guilty of looking back, um, looking at all the old stuff, which, you know, is okay to an extent. Of course it is. You know, we all like the classics, uh, all, the, all the big old oi bands, all the, all, the, all the stuff that was around in the early 80s. We all love that still. But you can't just concentrate on that alone. There's a lot of good bands around now springing up. I mean, I'm starting to get faith now that, that real oi, as I'm going to call it, and as a lot of people are calling it now, because it ain't fake, it's it's not phony, they're not looking for the big gigs, they're just, you know, they're just out there doing it, they're playing the gigs, they're getting the shit, but if they're making decent music, it's alright by me, and this next record, I fucking love it, my, my love of history, you know, is the thing that pointed me towards this track, I, I noticed the, you know, the name, and I thought, oh, I've got to give that a listen, and I'll tell you what, I was pleasantly surprised, and the future of Oi is in good hands. Return to edging core. Queensbury rules. Good luck, everyone. Come 
Yeah, how good is that? Shit up. Right, it's time for our Scar Trek. Although this one, ooh, it's, uh, is it Scar? Well, basically it's a Jackie Opal tune. Now, I don't know if you know about Jackie Opal, you might you might not. If you, if you don't know a whole lot about Jamaican music back in the day, then you might not have even heard of Jackie Opal. But what a singer, what a voice. But the thing is with him, he kind of invented his own type of sound, his own music. I think they gave it a name, Sponge Sponge. I don't know, I've never never really looked into it, but all I know is when I hear Jackie Opal sing, I like his stuff. Now, what he did, uh, he sort of fused his own sound, and it was a mixture of ska, calypso, R&B, he- heavily R&B, I think. You can really hear the, the, the old rhythm and blues stuff going on in, in, his, in his stuff, and uh, it's a real shame that he died in 1970 in a car crash in Barbados, because I think he would have... He would have really got big in the UK. I think he would have gone on to bigger and better things. But, I mean, here he is, fronting the Scarlights. And give this a listen. Old rocking chair. Thank you. 
Once upon a time, many years ago, in the old kingdom of East Anglia, formed a war band that went by the name of Retaliator. In the twenty long years that took their crusade across Europe, forming shoes from all sorts of Lisbon. So I mean, it's just a bit different, isn't it? It's I really like that stuff, and what what a great voice. But um, talking about top voices, and I can't believe you know I haven't played one of these uh, tracks till now. I mean, considering they're one of my all-time favourite bands, and the lead singer has just got one of the best voices ever in reggae. I mean, what a fucking singer! Um, I went to see this band when they played in Hammersmith Pally in 1980, and ah, it's in my memory, it's one of one of one of the best gigs I ever went to. I'm talking about Toots and the Maytals, of course. Um, they, they gig at the Pally, not the Pally. Was it the Pally or was it the fucking Odeon? No, it was the Pally. Losing the plot. Anyway, it's it, it went down as a a real famous gig, and it was just different times because I remember there was a lot of skinheads there but there was a lot lot of like just everyone there was there was lefties there and there was rasters there and I can remember a big gang of skins at the front all dancing all on each other's shoulders and giving it large really enjoying the band and every single one of them that you could you could see had had a fucking British movement tattoo on them you know it, just different times mad times but uh, that gig went down in history because apparently they they recorded the the gig and during the night it got pressed and the next day they released a seven inch single um, which I bought uh, Monkey Man on one side and Hallelujah on the other side if I remember right and then the album came out really quickly after that I don't think that was the next day I think it was just a single was the next day but it went down in history as that never happened before but what a gig what a gig what a band and what a voice
Lots of things go on, uh, you know, if you're reasonably successful, you get a lot of stuff that is just amazing and you think, oh, fucking hell, this is the best thing ever. You record a demo, you, you get a single out, um, you record an album, you play abroad, you know, a- every little achievement is just amazing and you think nothing's going to compete with that. You just think it's the best thing ever until you get to the stage where so so many people have heard of you and know your band and know your songs. You get to the stage where another band records one of your songs. And for me, I mean, there's no greater accolade than that. I mean, it just blows your fucking mind. Um, and, uh, you know, it makes you feel proud. And, and you know, that people will like your stuff that much that they're going to invest time into it and, and, and money. And they're going to go and record your stuff. And of course, they always do it better as well. But I'm going to play two cover songs of Retaliator songs now, um, just because I'm a big-headed, selfish bastard. But, you know, there you go. So the first one is a band from Canada called Alliance, and this is Sarah. <laughs> Return, there is hard of fire so burn 
one another retaliator cover uh is done by some real dodgy dubious character i don't know who he is he goes by the name of johnny asbo don't know i don't know who he is we'll have to look into it he might be well iffy apparently he's got a fucking beard anyway give it a listen it ain't bad Tell me ain't a job, so then my future's looking great 
Fucking Kieran, our former guitarist. That, that's that's not a bad job he's done there. I like that. That's good stuff. Right, that takes us into the seventies slot. Now, I think I'm probably going to run out of seventies stuff that I like. Not not too soon, but I will eventually. So eventually, if I keep doing this, this is going to become, I don't know, just a, a general rock slot and maybe metal slot. I might play some metal stuff. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. For the for the time being, I'm going to stick with a '70s uh, theme, and this first one is another T-Rex track. Oh, I like me T-Rex uh, from their oh, all-time fucking great album, Electric Warrior. But this is a really understated track, and oh, it's such a real dark, cool tune. And most people don't. I never see it played on Facebook or anything. Yeah, you know, I don't see it doing the rounds, but. It was always my favourite track off the album. It is an album track. They never released it as a single. I don't think they ever put it out on anything else other than a track on Electric Warrior. But anyway, this is Monolith. In your fashions of faith. 
The last one there was The Sweet with Fox on the Run. Um, I was going to play the album version, but which is like really heavy and but I, I like that. I like this one anyway. It's uh, it's a good version. It's a bit more poppy. I like it though. And I'm going to dedicate that last one to old Vlad, who's got ISIS on the run. Good on you, mate. I wish we had a fucking leader like you. Anyway, that takes us into the random track slot, which I like to call it. Where we play something a little bit outside the box, do you know what I mean? I played Chaz and Dave and uh, Sam Cooke. And uh, this one, I don't know, I've always loved this song. I don't know why, I'm not really into the big band Rat Pack type of thing. I like a bit of Frank Sinatra, I suppose, and a bit of Dean Martin, but I don't know. But I think it's a good, a good track, so I'm going to play it. I, I love this track. Um, Mac the Knife. Oh, the shark bait has such teeth, dear. And it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Mac Heat, babe. And it keeps it uh, out of sight. You know when that shark bites with his teeth, baby, scarlet billows start to spread. Fancy gloves, though, where's old Maggie Heath, baby? So there's never, never a trace of red. Now on the sidewalk, <laughs> ooh, sunny morning, uh huh. Lies a body just oozing life. Can someone sneaking round a corner? Could that someone be Mac the Knife? There's a tugboat down by the river, don't you know? Where a cement bag just drooping on down. Oh, that cement is just, it's there for the weight to dare. Five will get you ten old Mackies back in town. Got to hear about Louis Miller. He disappeared, babe. After drawing out all his hard-earned cash. And now Maggie spins just like a sailor. Could it be our boys done something rash? Jenny Diver, whoa, Suki Tawdry, look out to Miss Lottie Linya and old Lucy Brown. Yes, that line falls on the right, babe, not that Maggie's back in town. 
Yeah, as I said earlier, um, I, I need to sort of focus a little bit more on what's happening around us now, recent stuff in the oi scene, and not keep looking back quite so much. Although I am gonna, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna play, you know, some of the classics. Uh, but you know, these newer bands, the bands that are playing, doing the stuff now, and, and recording these these songs now. They need to be heard, you know, they, and they're doing some really good stuff. So I'm going to play two on the bounce now. Um, one's the London Diehards with a real good tune called Organise. And then the track that I'm going to play straight after that is one of the best Oi songs that personally I've heard in a long time. It's one of the most moving tributes to soldiers I've ever heard. I mean, it shits all over ours. I really tried to do a, a moving song, but oh god, if if this had come out before ours, I don't think I'd have bothered. And the second tune is a sapper's tale, close shave. Enjoy them both. <laughs> We're having 
Anyway, that takes us into the mod slot. Yay, I'm actually going to play some mod stuff. I like the mod stuff. Come on, it's, there's some good stuff. So I don't think it hurts to stick one in, you know. We all like it, really. Is there any skinheads out there that don't like a bit of the mod stuff? Come on. And this this is a band basically formed just up the road from where the bunker is. I'm not telling you where, but, I mean, this band was from Lewis in Sussex. And this particular song was uh, an old 1950s Coasters song that they covered. And they did a really good job of it. So I'm going to dedicate this to the memory of Jez Bird and... Enjoy it, Poison Ivy, the Lamberettas. Did you notice I pronounced it Lamberettas? Drives my missus mad. It's Lambrettas. I know, but where I grew up, again, I keep saying it, it was always Lamberetta. Lamberetta, I used to shout out. I don't know why, just did. But anyway. <laughs> oh, this, this fucking show is just such a load of old bollocks. I just talk any old fucking shit. 
But anyway, people are listening to it, so why not? Why the fuck not? Yeah, so when I did the first podcast, I I, I did do it just to um, try and promote the book I've written about Retaliator. Um, but this is it's really sort of got under my skin. I've really enjoyed doing this, and I suppose if only 20 people had listened to the first podcast, then I might have thought, yeah, it ain't working, I'll knock it on the head. But it's something like, it's getting close to 300 now. And so it makes me think, well, people are listening to it. Why don't I keep doing it for a bit? And if if the numbers go down and down and down and nobody's listening to me down this fucking cold, echoey old bunker full of fucking beer and crisps, then maybe I'll stop and I'll just sit there drinking a beer and eating the crisps. But for the time being, people seem to be listening to it. So I'm going to I'm going to keep doing it for a bit. Um. And I'm always going to keep this slot, which is going to be the two-slot skinhead reggae slot. Now, as you know, if you've been listening to these, you know that I love my fucking reggae. Love my skinhead reggae. So I'm going to play a couple more real classic skinhead reggae tracks. Well, the first one's a rocksteady track. Let's just not beat about a bush. But, you know, it still falls under the skinhead reggae banner in a way, I suppose. Rocksteady is all part of it. Um... The first track is The Mighty Prince Buster. Um, he did a few versions of this under different names, but this is my favourite. It's called Barrister Pardon. And I think it's it's just the, the solo by Rico. Um, and this is 1967, by the way. The solo he did in it just brings it to life. And it's just pure rocksteady at its best. Judge, 
Funny as well, I like, Prince Buster can always make you laugh, and I like that about his stuff. Anyway, this this next one um, is by a keyboard player that was uh, with the Sound Dimensions, a Studio One outfit, and he recorded this in 1969. Um, they loved their films, didn't they, the Jamaicans? And they did a lot of stuff based on films, especially cowboy films. Cop some of this. <laughs> Thank you. 
at this stage, this is only my third podcast, so I'm sort of still tinkering around and trying to get a feel for what people are going to like and what they ain't going to like. So let me know. Now, I've opened up a Facebook page dedicated to, to the podcast. Um, I've shortened the name to The Skinhead Bunker because it was a bit long-winded and it was sort of named after the book and now this is sort of taken on its own life. Just going to call it The Skinhead Bunker. Um, so if you if you search for it on Facebook, The Skinhead Bunker, you'll find it. And if you want to do a request or or just, you know, point me in a direction, tell me what I'm doing wrong, whatever, you know, j- just go on there and do it. Um I mean, I was rambling last last time, and uh, I told a story about the Parker Brothers. Made me laugh, but you might have hated it. You might have been bored out of your fucking mind. So let me know if you liked it. Maybe I'll do another little scary story. Don't know. Anyway, as I said before, I can't remember if it was last one or the one before. I, I might have talked about it. Um, I like a bit of Roots as well. I don't like a lot of it. I like some of it. Uh, or what, at least, I say Roots, what reggae become after it was skinhead reggae, when it goes it goes into a lot of bollocks as well, I admit. But if you delve around, you find some really good stuff amongst that. And, you know, it goes on for years as well. Uh, you know, reggae keeps being good for quite a long time. It's shit now. It's not even reggae now. Um, and I like that, in a way. I like the fact that it, it's a window of time that... This music was good. Now, this next track I'm going to play. The song has been done to death by so many people. So many people have done a version of this song. Um, And, well, this to me is... It's probably my all-time favourite of this song. It must be. It's got to be. Done by former Whaler. And... I love his voice as well. He was always the second voice in the Bob Marley stuff. Um, But he's got a lovely voice. And fucking great guitar player too. So I'm going to play you out this time with Johnny Be Good by Peter Tosh. See you later. Close 
Ricky Band.